come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. I have wings. And Chris Minotti. Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> yes, this month we are going to future, or Tomorrowland. <laughs> future. World future port? What is your future space? Uh, to Tomorrowland to experience Buzz Lightyear. And all the offerings before. Yes. <laughs> before, after, and around the world. But first, before we get into the show, we've got mail. Oh. We got mail. Yeah, see, it's 90s. So we got a couple emails from the, uh, that we're going to go over this month. So first uh, comes from George Dowell. And he says, hey, Minotti bros, hope you're doing well. I just want to express how much I love the show. Thank you. Mike deserves the credit. No, don't give him too much credit. <laughs> As I heard about it first listening to Games Beat and Last of the Nintendogs. So hey, thanks for the tip, Mikey. Game Mesticides now. Yes. On rough days and I'm missing the parks and feeling nostalgic for the good old days of the Disney decade, the pod always cheers me up. I also love the personal family angle of the conversations. It really makes me feel like I'm reminiscing with the brothers I never had. Thank you for all you guys do. Seriously. You're you can have mine. Welcome. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question for some content. Did your family ever do the Disney cruises? Feels like a very 90s thing that I always saw in those vacation planning videos, and I would love to hear an episode about it. My wife and I just did one for our honeymoon, and we loved it. Additionally, I would love to hear your thoughts on park news as well, like Tron and Guardians. Maybe a little news update each month. Keep up the great work, boys. We've never done a Disney cruise. We, Isn't that wild? I can't believe it. Yeah, it's some, wild. That this well, never happened. When did they start? Did they start in the nineties? If they did, it was really late well, in the nineties. I think remember, that might be early two thousand. We used to walk into the Contemporary. They always had that model for yeah. one of them there. And I don't know. It just never. Was, I mean, it, it somehow never appealed to our parents, so we never did it. I mean, I'm kind of a big proponent. We should do it. Everybody loves it. Uh, yeah. Your kids are kind of old enough. Well, we have a baby. We're getting now. there. Well, the cool thing is you can use DVC points towards it. So we've talked about, you know, within yeah. the next five years. Maybe, maybe. yeah. Maybe. 1995. Oh, wow. Earlier than I thought, yeah, to be right? honest. Okay. That would be a fun episode, but it is like we should probably do it once first. Well, so. that, that new Disney Wish just uh, went out, and it's, you know, no. it looks very, but all the very other, nice. But all the other old boats are still in commission, mm-hmm. right? Like, is it right. less if you get one of the older boats? I think so. It's like, it's like staying at a new resort or yeah. something. Or you would like to also just do one of the, like, original boats or, or, yeah. or what. But see, because they're all kind of different-ish, right? They have some different things mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it is. It's like these floating Disney parks with stuff to do. Well, I this, love it. This one has the first attraction on it. The water mice uh, mouse or right, whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah. I, I would want to do it when my kids are old enough for me and particularly my wife would be comfortable enough being, okay, you guys go to the kids' lounge. We'll see you in four hours. Right. We're going to go get drunk up. be a bitch, though. <laughs> I don't want to go, though. Let's go soon. Forget Someday. about that. Someday. I really want to. I can't go by myself. It's weird. I need to go with your kids. <laughs> it's your kids, Marty. So, um, well, so what about so like as far as like little news updates? I guess we've never really done it to really well, date the show too much. I yeah, guess. that's the thing. We, we want the show to remain a little more evergreen than that, I guess. But even we, though it's, but even we though can, it's dated with the '90s title, we can always so. answer some questions. Though, I mean, what I mean, 
I'm my thing with Tron and Guardians is I'm not sure if I'm doing either of them still. Mikey's afraid. I was for a little bit. I was like, I am gonna do Guardians, and I was like, Nah, no, I'm not. Well, then you were even like, I'm gonna do Tron because I love Tron. Tron is if I was gonna brave it for one of them, it would be for Tron because I do like Tron a right. lot more than I, I mean, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy fine. But like I did the line for the Guardians of the Galaxy Tower of Terror thing <laughs> that they did in California Adventure, California Adventure with no intention of riding, right? But my brains are stupid as like my lizard brain, the deepest part was like scared. It didn't, <laughs> I kept trying to tell myself, brain, I'm not actually going to do this. Like, don't worry. <laughs> like, I'm not going to suddenly find my courage. Trust me. But that, that is a whole <laughs> other level of Mikey ride that you would never do mm-hmm. a drop ride or like a coaster you could get on. Yeah, I, I guess. But it sounds like the coaster part isn't that bad for Guardians, but the spinning is, is getting some people. Right. And that you that wouldn't have bothered me before. But like the last few years, I do get a dizzy now. Yeah. Getting older. Dream, I mean. Yeah, especially if I had some drinks the day before or that day, and it'll be Epcot. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll do the first thing. You're yeah. good. I can't. Well, you two will go first, but then I can't. I can never trust you well, two. Well, the problem too is that on one trip, you're not really. You're barely guaranteed to do it once. Yeah. yeah. So like for us to do it, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you could do that." It might not happen. We're all going in November, and we're, we're gonna have your families anyway. So I'll just like get the kids and make them go on like. Spaceship Earth or something else with me again. I don't, there you go. I mean, Harrison, they might do it. They so might do we'll, it. We'll see. My kids will. No. I'm trying to get them hyped up for a big Thunder Mountain. We'll see there how you that go. goes. All right. Now, our next email comes from Michaela Benson. And she says, hello, Minotti brothers. My name is Michaela. Copied on this email is my cousin, Evan. Hello. Hi, Evan. We are huge fans of your podcast and love oh. listening to you all discuss all things Disney. This past weekend, we were on a very long road trip and we're discussing some things we'd like to hear. Out of all the topics, we came upon one that we thought would be very interesting. As you all may know, Disney movies are divided into seven different eras. The Golden Age, the Wartime Era, the Silver Age, the Bronze Age, the Disney Renaissance, Post-Renaissance, and the Revival Era. We, my cousin and I, thought it'd be a cool idea if you all went into more detail about these different ages and what they consisted of. However, we realized that this 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 podcast is focused on the 90s, and some of these eras are not long enough or may not have enough information to discuss. Although this idea may seem more complex than we uh, have thought it seemed, we appreciate your time listening to us. We can't wait to hear from you. Have a magical day, Michaela and Evan. That's what, you know, way back when, like long before we did this, we toyed around with doing a podcast that was just going through each of the Disney feature yeah. animation films. We, yeah, we watched we, it together. We even we got three episodes in, I think, and yeah. it just. That, that's right before we, I had kids. And yes. then you had kids. So that's, yeah. that's what derailed that. <laughs> but it was a good idea. And maybe yeah, someday, it was, maybe someday we'll like if, you know we'll go back and revisit that. Yeah. Have it was like a sister well, show. It, it was cool because we did we watched the movie. We did like the history of the movie, the film itself, and then its influence in the parks. Yeah, like three yeah. different segments. So that was called World of Disney Animation. Um, yeah. Like, like I said, it, you might be able to find it still somewhere. I don't know if we ever even uploaded it, AJ. Maybe, not get yeah, that far? I think the first one was. I think at we least recorded a, a three, maybe. But I mean, the website was up for a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. our plan was like, let's record a bunch of them, then we'll do. But yeah, then you yeah, guys like had kids. Backlog us, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very bad timing it, killed that show. Honestly, but. too. Eventually, we'll run out of stuff to talk about in the nineties. Well, that, yeah. that was the band. Yeah, and that, and that was always the thing with that podcast too. It had a limit. Right. Um, you know, like then you maybe go into like Pixar or live action or something. But um, I do like, yeah, but at some point it'll be fun to talk about a lot of these anime movies that aren't from the 90s. Yeah. Much like 
Disney ideas and uh, imaginary, they never truly die. Right. They just go on a back burner. That's somewhere. a great so, idea. So like maybe that. it'll come back someday. Yeah. A deep dive. One, the- once our kids are older, we could. We don't have to record at ten thirty at night when they're all in Please. bed. We can start. Yeah, because I'd like to be sleeping too. While we were getting there, Chris had to reset with a new baby. Yeah, I did. Ruined everything. Hey, she's been great. <laughs> yeah, she's probably the best sleeper of all six of them. Yeah, she is. <laughs> all right, we have one more. This one's from Brian Lolly. He says, "Hello, Minotti brothers." A few months ago, I began listening to the 90s Disney after hearing about the Monorail Showdown episode. I've been a Nintendogs and Game Mess fan for quite some time and was happy to check out the 90s all these, Disney All podcast. these bleed-over they, fans. I'm bringing them in, That's, boys. Hey, whatever. You ride Jeff's coattails, we'll ride yours. That's right. It brought back many memories from the trips I had as a child at the parks. Luckily, this past weekend, my wife and I were visiting family in Florida, and we were able to borrow a car to make the three-hour trek to Walt Disney World for a few days. Ooh, nice. Using the knowledge and advice for your podcast, I decided to stay at the Grand Floridian. Excellent choice. A place I always dreamed of staying at as a kid. I believe that was the winner of our showdown episode. Where uh, I must won. be wild. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. We also enjoyed a wonderful meal at California Grill. However, I would say Citricose was a bit better. People wow. like Citricose. It's, 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 apparently it's back. No, yeah. them's, are, them's are fighting words. <laughs> Come on. They're Cousy's was unfortunately closed, but this, of course, now gives us a reason to return. It was truly incredible how my love for the Disney parks returned full force, and it was wonderful to be able to share this with my wife for the first time. Thanks again for all the great information that we were able to utilize and keep up the great work. Sincerely, Brian Lolly. Thank you, Brian. Nice. You were very welcome. I'm glad you had a great time. Yeah, I I, I, I keep hearing this. Like Everyone's like, Citrico stock Citrico, is Citrico, up. Citrico. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. What to see? Well, because we're going in a... Uh, we're going to go again in November. Mm-hmm. We wanted to go to Narcoosies, but it's getting that big refurb. That's why I was close yeah, for him. Yeah, we still don't know when it's open. Yeah, they're, they're making some changes to that. It sounds extensive. They're moving yeah. the bar. Yeah, so. Yeah, but can you view the fireworks from the Well, room? I don't think they're going to ruin the See? patio. Yeah, that's go. the, yeah, that's 90% of but, the uh, Well, that's a joke. Because, uh, maybe go to yeah, exactly. would be fun. I don't know. Yes, thank you, everyone, for writing. If you would like us to read and respond to your email, be sure to hit us at 90sDisneyPodcast at gmail.com, and uh, we will read your podcast. Uh, your ro- your, we'll read your podcast. We'll read your podcast. Absolutely. That's a great podcast. We're just going to read transcripts of other people's podcasts. <laughs> that would be kind of and funny. And then Brian Miles said. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's four of them. I have to do two voices. Oh, no. All right. So let's get to our topic, which was Chris's show this month. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Chris, take me back to 1998. So this attraction opened November 3rd, 1998. And in the month of November, and we try to pick out things that we are at least interested in, at least slightly. Star Trek Insurrection came out on November 10th, but it was beaten by the Water Boy. Oh, hey, Water Boy! I remember this coming out because I remember, ironically, I did not like Star Trek then, and like I became the biggest Trekkie of, of all of us. But I remember you two went to see it with Dad, and me and Mom went to go see A Bug's Life instead. Oh, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. A, I saw it for a second time with her. because like, I don't want to see Star Trek. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time was released on November 21st. Mm, little game there. Yeah, yep. Sophia started playing that. Really? Oh, cool. She's doing okay with it. She's in the Deku tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's got there. Uh, Jesse Ventura was elected governor of Minnesota. The body. The body. Go. So, okay, this ride opened in 1998, but let's go back, because this this location has a lot of history. And a lot of people know the other attractions that were there, but it's pretty extensive of uh, what How was How they're there. all connected. Right. They're all connected. And before Buzz, uh, 1972, there's the original attraction there was called If You Had Wings. Uh, this was done as like a fast and cheap kind of like, we need to get another attraction up here because, again, they 
Tomorrowland had the same issue in Disney World as Disneyland did. Ironically. Where, where, right. Like, you think they kind of like, hey, we Learn. need to really be upfront with this. But uh, it opened and it was just like kind of lackluster. I think there were only two attractions. When it opened, it was the speedway, speedway and there was the, and the circle vision. No, speed, no, no, speedway the, and the buckets. The, the buckets. The oh, you're right. The there. circle vision was later. Oh, crap. Circle yeah. vision. Yeah. People mover open later. Oh, my gosh. But speaking of the, the circle vision, they had a kind of space in that building next to it that was going, that was like earmarked, earmarked for a potential gift shop. And when right. they realized they needed to make an attraction, they took that space and they kind of added to the back of it a little bit. So they did some construction. Right. And that's the show building for well, if you had wings. And which everything is crazy forward. to think like they never, this space was never meant to be an attraction at no. all. It's going to be a it's gift shop. It just thing. fits there just so well. <laughs> weird, yeah. Right? So they added on kind of like, you know, like that parking lot area that was there forever where that theater used to be <sighs> too in Tomorrowland. Right. Yeah, it's like yeah, it literally jets out into the parking lot. So from the from, from the front, you would have never noticed a difference there. Mm-hmm. Right. So this was done as like a fast and cheap attraction. They just needed to get something together, and they were looking for um, someone to sponsor it. So they had the uh, partnership with Eastern Airlines at the time. They were, you know... Official I guess airline of Walt Disney World. Official airline, yeah. And this was like early days of like, you know aviation as far as like hey let's take a vacation and take a right. plane to get there. we're like normal families like, like yes we can take an airplane to travel right started yeah. in the 60s and got you know bigger and bigger the right. jet age so they they asked them they agreed and they uh they funded the whole thing i think it was like 10 million 10 million bucks and they they did the uh the entire expense for it so disney didn't pay a dime you know i'm sure they did Man. but uh they paid for the paint. So right. if you're saying if I had ten million bucks, I could build my own. If you had wings in 1972, yes, yeah, if you time travel, <laughs> I'll, I'll figure out the inflation adjustment. Thank you, Ashka. Yes, find yes, out the price do. tag of an if you had wings. So this ride, it was themed as a world travel. You know, again, a, a bit a big advertisement for Eastern, uh, which is what they you know really wanted. Heck, you could even book Eastern flights at the end of it. That's right. But uh, th- they went with a ride system they already had in place, um, the Omnimover system. They brought it in here. Yeah, even the ride vehicles look like the classic Omnimover, like the Haunted Mansion style or the Living Sea style. Right. Just those kind of clamshells. Right. Yep. Uh, real quick aside, $70,887,799.04. Right, right, Mike. So you're, you're close. You're little, getting there. Maybe for a dream flight. I don't know about it, if you could have <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be worth it. Um but yes, yeah, so so they had the Omnimover system, and they did uh, something with project. They did the, a bunch of projectors that would you know shine on eighty five of them, eighty five of them. So rather than animatronics or cutouts or whatever, the whole thing was basically a projector show. Which nowadays you could see almost something just like this at um, the ride in Epcot, the Grand Rio Fiesta de, Tour, which yeah. used to be the El Rio del uh, Tiempo. Yeah, so they were you know inspired off each other. You know, used mm. the, the same tech for. Uh, I mean, th- the vibes are very similar. I mean, there's even a lot of Mexico stuff in the beginning of this ride because mm-hmm. like the whole theme is just that uh, you're going to different places. Again, it's like look at all the places you it's could. A, go. It's a little. It's a small worldy in that regard. Well, it's a, yeah. yeah, it's a little. It's a small worldy. A little bit of the the, the tempo ride and uh, tempo the tempo ride. <laughs> tempo. That that is Spanish for time. Oh, it's <laughs> the river. Two years of. Spanish and the Mexico. river of time, El Rio del Tiempo. Oh, well, that's interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. A little <laughs> but, <laughs> language lesson. Yeah, so uh, we watched a ride through of this, which did, you know, someone didn't manage to record one before it shut down. And um, as far as Disney Park songs, I'm sure it has its fans somewhere, but it is not my cup of tea. Well, it's it's it's. it's I mean, they're, they're usually repetitive. All Disney you know ride songs are, but this is like one verse, and that's it. it I mean, sometimes they were just repeating. 
Had wings, had, had wings, wings, had wings, yeah. had wings. It's like five words repeated. The right, it's a time. very 70s song. I mean, the ride itself is all, it's very okay. I mean, <laughs> you can tell that they're like, let's get something in there. I mean, they even knew it wasn't going to be like a, a big, like, people are going to get in line for it because there's not much of a queue. You, like, the queue's half the size of what it would be for the kind of later rides. Oh, yeah. and, and also, in the, in the age of, you know, C ticket, D ticket, E ticket, this was no ticket. This right. Was this was free. Yep. This was. And they showed, they advertised it too. This is free ride. Yeah. Eastern Provided Airlines put that Eastern. bill. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, it, it's kind of cool when you look at, like, the history of Eastern and Disney. I and mean, there's a lot there. They really went all in uh, on each other, you know, with ad campaign. Right. They had some neat commercials. People probably, you know, maybe recognize them, but it's worth going back and looking on YouTube. Some of those old commercials, they're pretty neat. Um, but yeah, so this attraction, it lasted until uh, June 1st, 1987. Eastern was going through some labor uh, issues. Um, <laughs> so they were kind of going downhill a little bit. They had to cut sponsorship. You may know that Eastern Airlines is not around anymore. Yes. <laughs> so. they, weren't, they weren't allowed much longer after they ended their uh, sponsorship of this ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a very quick uh, end to Eastern Airlines. Guess not enough people booked flights afterwards. They're, they're going west. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not east. They were going to they're west. They were going west. west. Like, <laughs> good one, Ash guy. Thank you. <laughs> you know, if you go east far not long enough, you'll, you'll get there. Uh, <laughs> it's like, we only go one direction. <laughs> the other airlines are going all four. <laughs> I'm not an envy turner. How can, I can't turn left. <laughs> How can we compete? <laughs> they looked up the eye. There's some new airline called Magnum. It's beautiful. <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting topic in itself. And Defunct Land, the uh, popular like documentary YouTube channel, uh, did an episode about this. Yes, so Eastern check Airlines. Yeah, yeah, Eastern Airlines and their relationship with Disney. So that closed, um, but they still had the ride. So what they did, they just basically, Disney removed all mentions of Eastern, and they had a new song. It was called If You Could Fly. And this literally took them like five days. <laughs> so it was closed for five days. They took a few signs down and threw yeah. in the new I mean, I mean, the biggest change was the entrance uh, from the queue because it used to kind of look like an airport terminal. Now it's just kind of like jury. Yeah. And if, 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 if you are also fans of the Retro WDW podcast, that part in their intro where it's like Eastern Airlines now boarding, that, that was from that queue. Yeah. Yeah, that part looked cool. Now it's just, it's just painted. Yeah, that was like the best part of the ride from the yeah, video we saw really was the queue. And it was like, oh, yeah. that's gone. Yeah, but this is basically just, aside from that, and getting rid of some Eastern Airlines signs, basically a soundtrack change. Yeah, yeah that's it. Same same exact ride. Right. But, you know, this didn't last long, you know, clearly. So this closed January 3rd, 1989. So um, just a couple years. Yeah, just didn't last long. Somehow, um, not, not not the shortest incarnation of a ride in this. Uh, no, thing, no. Yeah. You'll but see. This is still the time of Disney where it was like, we have to have sponsors for rides. We, have we to, can't pay for We this can't stuff. foot this bill. It's expensive. I mean, Disney in the 80s almost got like taken over uh, hostile takeover. That's right. So that wasn't yeah. good time. This was pre-Little Mermaid. Yep. So uh, they looked around. They, they uh, asked Delta. Uh, so Delta took over sponsorship in 1989. <laughs> And they also became the, the again, like the, the, the airline partner. Airline, yeah. Right. So it was like the Eastern takeover. But uh, with them, they wanted to do a whole new attraction. Gut it, redo it, you know, make it fun. Make it joyful. <laughs> we never did do, uh, you probably, or AJ, you would have been the only one who could have, I, I guess. If I had, I would have been four years old. I have no memory. Yeah, I have, I, I don't, if we ever did, I have zero memory of if you can fly or if you had wings right. or any of those. So with Delta, they uh, they came with the ride Delta Dream Flight, and this opened June 26, 1989. So instead of like traveling to different destinations, this was themed around the history of aviation. So it's basically like World of Motion, but oops, all planes. Well, that's what, yeah, <laughs> that's what's funny with this whole 
these two attractions, they're very Epcot feeling. They yeah. are. I mean, particularly this iteration. It's something about the, the music, just the, the overall design. It almost feels well, kind of we'll Mark Davis, especially the first half feels kind of Mark right. Davis-y. Well, and so the music, just real quick, since you said that, uh, was composed by a guy named Bob Moline. Moline. And he's the same guy who did Listen to the Land and Energy, You Make the World Go Round. So you get again, very get much that, that this hot texture. probably there. my all-time uh, favorite Disney World composer. Oh, I, energy, You Make the World Go Round. Maybe number it's one. Banger. Maybe banger. number one Disney World song. I will just say it. I love that. It, Wasn't there... <laughs> When you used to, uh, you went to Toledo. Yeah, I you went to the Greyhound. Didn't you just listen to this song on a repeat? I, I, yeah, like I was at Toledo going home on a Greyhound for uh, for the weekend or something. And normally it's a three hour, uh, or like a four hour drive, but because there were stops, I was in like that bus for seven hours. And I had my CD Walkman from Sunday. <laughs> it was like 2005, 2006. And I had my Walt Disney World soundtrack thing. And I just listened to Energy Make the World Go Round, which is like a two minute song. Basically, the entire time, that's did how, not get tired of it. That's how good it is. It's a good song, man. <laughs> Greyhound, you make Mikey go round. Yeah. There's one, at one point, there's one guy next to me who wanted to talk. I was like, hey, look, man, you're not energy. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're not making my world go round. <laughs> you are not profound. Yeah. No, you are profound. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, I think, um, I don't know if this is spoilers. I, I think the Garden Scouts ride has like a reference to the other energy song, maybe. I'm, maybe I'm making that up. I'm sure there's lots of I wish, yeah. it, I hope, like, even still, like, usually when they play one of the energy songs, they play the universe of energy. I know. Like, that no, drives me nuts. Not it's that good. One. It's fine, but come on. You make and the world go around. That's my ringtone right yeah. now. But Bob, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. But Bobby here with You Make the World Go Around, Listen to the Land in the Dream Flight. Oh, he is the man. You need to look uh, out, look into his stuff outside of Disney. Yeah, you're right. You like him. Maybe a <laughs> good point. Chris. I'm actually getting like '80s new age stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, but so this, so, is, but this is using so, the same exact layout. Yeah, so it's the so, same track, same track, same omnimover system. You know, everything's the same as far as you know that mechanically goes. But they, uh, they replaced the projector scenes with actual like physical mm-hmm. sets. Imagine that. Yeah. So. And, I mean, it's mostly like card, especially in the first scene, like cardboard cutouts and stuff. But well, it works they, really well they, for that. It was a clever thing they did, where uh, the casual fans may not have known. <laughs> That's what the marketing media said. But uh, yeah, I, in the beginning part of the ride was kind of like the birth of aviation. It's it's like painted flats that ha- that move around and stuff, but it's a little more simple. Then as you get into kind of modern day. You know, you're you're boarding a you know a jumbo jet and flying right. around the world. That's where you're getting the more animatronics, yeah. uh, bigger sets and fleshed yeah. out things like that. And by the, the end, the it's big like dome screen. Yeah, you're like going like through CG flights. And 19, glorious 1990s CG. Yes, right, right. Where everything's real shiny and geometric. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, so. But the music evolves as well as which far is as, like, again the, the, very the texture of it. That, very very uh, very a uh, world emotion. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna take you flying. We're gonna take you flying. There will be no denying. That's <laughs> like the, that's a boarding song. Oh, it's so good. The whole soundtrack's so good. It is. It's pretty great. I kind of forgot about that song too mm-hmm. until researching. Yeah. This. How foolish am I? So unfortunately, Delta dropped their sponsorship in 1996. So this only lasted from 89 to 96, and it was a phenomenal ride. I can't. Yeah. A huge step up from. If yeah. You know, I mean, right. it was a it was a Minotti favorite for sure in the in Especially the early 90s. Especially a Mike Minotti favorite. Oh my. You and I would do Space Mountain. Yeah. Right. And Mike, Mike was, would switch between this and People Mover. Yeah. yeah. One time I went on Dream Flight so many times that the cast member was like, haha, I think you broke a record. And I took him very seriously. <laughs> seriously. And I think I told you guys, I just broke the record for going <laughs> on Dream Flight the most amount of time. Little did you know he's so And I believe that for maybe less. 15 years before I really thought about it. 
Like, but, but you know, there's videos now where people go on like people mover all day. Like I could have done that yeah, with they Dream. Do, like, they do it 59 times <laughs> yeah, or right? something. Uh, it was it was the best. I mean, that ride had so many memorable moments from it. Uh, you know, that, that opening stuff with like the old timey cardboard cutouts and he had that stunt flyer. Even just watching him was somewhat exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was all excited, yeah. waving around. Yeah, you, you had that here. very pretty uh, Paris scene. Uh, the the tur- the jet turbine yeah, effect was really was always, cool. Yeah, so cool, and that effect's still kind of in the, the Buzz Lightyear thing we're getting to, but it's it's not quite as effective because it's not like you're going into a turbine engine. Yeah, that yeah. was that which should be cool. scary. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and, you, and it, the 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 wraparound screen was there for if you had wings also, and it was kind of a similar effect where it's trying to replicate you're on a plane of some kind. But here it was mostly when you're you're in the clouds. Also, like this is the part of the building that was built into that parking lot. It's right. kind of that straightaway where you're in that big uh, wraparound the, screen. Yeah, this the wraparound screen in the next section, which was also a screen in mirror base for if you had wings. Yeah, but uh, changed out for the future. Rides. Yeah, in, the, in Dreamflight, this is where they're singing you, uh, the Dreamflight, and you have that incredible like pop up, 3D pop up book that's opening yeah, and closing. Right. Yeah. Really, really cool effect. Again, yeah, this ride was kind of great. I, it, it, its biggest problem was. Even back then, not being tied to an IP was kind of weird. And it also never made much sense Tomorrow with Tomorrowland Land. anyways. And then Tomorrowland got refurbished, and it made even less sense. And I mean, again, really, it, it never made sense no. in Tomorrowland, even if you had wings. And then losing Delta as a sponsor uh, was probably the death knell for it. They right. tried to keep it around. They Well, first it was just Dreamflight for like a hot second, not Delta Dreamflight. But then, yeah. then it became Take, Take Flight. Flight. So and really the biggest things they did. So so this was also like you said during the transformation of Tomorrowland to what you and you the three of us are familiar with. Right, New Tomorrowland. New Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So they they changed the signage out, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's really exactly the same. They kind of did the whole if you had wings to take or yeah take flight. Or, um, it's funny how history repeats yes, itself in it the just, same spot. It did. Yeah. And again, it only lasted. Yeah. I mean, it was closed for three days to do these renovations. Even the soundtrack was mostly the same. They they just. Change the Take words that fly. Yeah, it was no longer. Dream de- they no longer said Delta welcomes you back from your dream flight. Right, just man, it soars with that flight. Dream flight. So, so this only lasted two years. It closed January fifth, nineteen ninety eight. As a little side note, and we got to find this next time we're we're there. In the Skipper Canteen restaurant, there's a little book called A Flight Through Dreams. What? Oh, my God. I need to find that so book. Find <laughs> Remind me our next trip. We need Mike's to. going to try and take it. Yeah. Well, one thing we didn't really touch on was the people mover going through this ride and how mm-hmm. in, you, in Buzz Light you can still see some of the ride today. But in the original, if you had wings, you could see multiple scenes. So there were mm-hmm. there were three like windows to view from in the original incantation. And, and they were huge, too, incarnation. You can incantate yes, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it, you had a lot of like viewing space, you know, because that was a long dark corridor. Mm-hmm. You know, now it is, but so then for uh, Dream Flight, they got rid of one or two, no, one of them, two of them. The, yeah, the second one on the right and the one on the left after right, that. Right, right, because yeah. it was like for lighting equipment that yeah. was just shown. They just blacked so them just out. Blacked then. it out. And now, well, we'll get to Buzz here. But yeah, so so Delta removed, you know, their sponsorship. They tried doing Take Flight. And, you know, it's getting to that point where, okay, we have this space. Um, we had this relationship with Pixar. We obviously like what they're doing. Yeah. Let's maybe Story try thing. and get them, you know, involved here a bit. So, uh, yeah, it was around the time that Toy, Toy Story was already released. Uh, nothing else was out yet. I guess Bugs Life was pretty close. It was right Bugs around Life the was getting pretty close, but, but not also, out yet. But Toy Story Two was was happening. It was happening, and they already they're knew. Made. Yeah, I think they even already knew it was going to have like the, some that opening Buzz Lightyear thing with Zerg and all that. Right. Stuff. Right. So so this was like I mean it was looked at as a way to you know make Pixar happy 
and as an advertisement for Toy Story 2. So the whole theme of it was, you know, the Buzz Lightyear ride as for that opening scene uh, that, you know, we're all familiar with. Right, right. Yeah, pretty similar. It, it it was always kind of strange in this ride how, like, it's, like, actually Buzz toys? Lightyear. No, but, well, it's both. It's, like, actually Buzz Lightyear, you're going to space and you're fighting Zerg, but also you're still toys because there's batteries and stuff. No, they're crystallic fusion cells. Yeah. Well, and, and they, they scale everything to make you feel like you're a toy. So you're definitely right. Right. Mike and, like, even even the like Dream Fight also never really fit in with the, like, the new Tomorrowland overall story. This also really didn't. You can say, like, oh, it's, like, this is the police force of new Tomorrowland, but not not really. Yeah, so, and what was interesting, too, about this ride, when it came out, uh, no one had even seen Zerg yet. We only, like, heard about him in the first movie. Yeah. Right, so right. For, for an entire year, this was how you knew what Zerg was. Right, yeah. yeah, this is, like, the first time I saw, oh, that's what Zerg looks like. Interesting. Yeah. So, again, same Omnimover system uh, and track that was used since 1972. I think they've replaced the track by now. I think the actual track. Yeah. Well, because they had to replace the ride vehicles also. So. Right. Well, yeah. I, they probably, did they retrofit them or completely replace them? They look pretty different. I yeah, mean, I guess they spin and everything. Be, I bet those have to be that, right. new. Yeah, so it took inspiration from Toy Story 2. Uh, first of its kind, Disney, like, hybrid dark ride shooter concept. Which um, apparently they originally thought of maybe doing with an alien, alien. property before extraterrestrial is going to be an alien and, thing. And there's some concept art out there. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, you were shooting the, uh, whatever those are called, the Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs, yeah. right. And well, even further back, they there was that Dick Tracy ride. Dick Tracy, Crime Stop, yeah. Crime Stoppers. They were going to have Tommy guns. Big e-ticket ride, that's yeah. right. So there, there, there was always an idea art. floating around. The funny thing is now they own Alien again. They could just they can make they it. They can, can refresh the next refurbishment. There refurbish it is. There they're it is. Do it. No good idea ever dies. Bring That's it right. back. That's right. Bring it back. So uh, so let's get to the ride itself here, starting with the queue, uh, and we can go back to the other the older queues too. But it, so the original queue was like you said, straight onto the ride, pretty much. Yeah, you got you saw like the back. flight board, and yep. that was it. You're right on there. So for Dream Flight, they expanded the queue. To add more switchbacks to the right in like old storage kind of areas, right? And like, in if you had wings, you kind of entered this giant globe thing in the beginning. They got rid of that, which, which freed them some space. And I also there's also an area there which I imagine might have been for the projectors because normally in that kind of first turn they had some like birds that turned into planes projected on the wall. And I right. wonder if maybe the area where those were at is where. Kind of that queue goes into originally where it ends with those batteries. Yeah, those projectors weren't small in the 70s. No. So they needed space. Um, so for Buzz Lightyear, you know, it's still this bigger queue area, but they ripped out the whole like terminal thing that right. they built for Dream Flight. Yeah, and Dream Flight, you had like that packs. whole like you there terminal. There's a jetway to go into a plane. Right. Spirit of Delta. Mm-hmm. It would look cool like the, the lights. It's almost like the rainbow tunnel in a way. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like a mini version of that into the plane. Right, it's like you're actually boarding a 767. Yeah, so right. now so, so they gutted all that and you just had a more traditional switchback. Which which led to this very impressive for the time and still impressive Buzz Lightyear figure. How good was this? Still yeah. is this animatronic. Because th- this is the first time that they use the kind of facial projection right. mapping. Yeah. That's very standard now. You know, Frozen and Seven Dwarves. And it, well, it works yeah. so good because it was like, a, it is a 3D character anyway. So it's a, it's taking up 3D space. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it just looks perfect. Uh, and, like I, I bet like in terms of range of motion, maybe it's probably about the same as... The wizard, the uh, the wicked, yeah, wicked witch. witch. 
It, it didn't he, move around quite as much because it wasn't on that turntable, but that projector. And he still articulated his fingers to kind of point at right. things. Like it had, yeah, it, it was, was like, it was, it did what it needed to do, and it was very convincing. Yep. And he he told the story of the ride. Um, yeah, this is where he's like giant the Viewmaster. Yeah, the Viewmaster that's clicking. That I love that. That's cute. It's clicking through the different scenes that he showed. But again, it's like, are we toys or are we not? Because right. we're, giant we're toys. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not a uh, uh, Tim Allen, but it's a pretty good sound. It is a pretty good sound. There, there have been some rough buzz sound likes in like who, video games. And who stuff, did the was it Patrick Warburton? Did the pa- Patrick Warburton the did it for the cartoon movie? after the pilot movie. Yeah, but he wasn't right. trying to emulate Tim yeah, Allen. He, he was doing thing. his own thing. Okay, right, exactly. So see, he's been. There's been a different voice actor before. There's been, oh, there's been a lot. I don't think Woody Allen, Woody Allen. Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Tim Allen does Buzz Lightyear's voice for almost anything that isn't, uh, like, the movies or right. the shorts, really. Yep. Yeah, I guess he's a big price tag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, so that's a cue. So it expanded, too, um, you know, with the ride itself. Many incarn- incarnations. Man, incarnations I say that. Aren't incarnations. Incarnations. Incarnations is like a magical spell. <laughs> Let me take a quick sip here. My mouth's getting dry. <laughs> ah, much better. There you go. So again, so Buzz explains the story uh, of the ride here. So Zerg and his minions, they stole batteries, which, you know, the... Crystal fusion cells. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hatsuka. Of course, those. And uh, Buzz has rec- recruited us as junior recruits uh, to help out the little green men Green Squadron. <laughs> Excuse me. Green, yeah. Green Squadron, that's yeah, right. We're running, we're running backup for Green Squadron. Right. We are actually recovering the batteries. We're, we're doing the shooting. We're distracting so, the bad guys so they can yank out the batteries. Of course, of course. Yeah, so Zerg's getting these batteries. He's going to power his ultimate weapon, blow up a planet, blah, blah, blah. Very, you know, that's sorry. Scary. Yes, of course. So, you know, we're here to help. That's what we do. At I West am Park. on vacation. Wait, we need your help. That was the best. Thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. You won't believe. Like I am on vacation. <laughs> Every time with that, it's so good. like Buzz, buddy. I don't want to join your space police, dude. I was gonna go on Space Mountain. What is this? <laughs> I gotta shoot. Like, oh. I'm on an alien He's planet. He's like, oh, it'll be like a video game. It'll be great. Oh, all right, Buzz. You owe me, though. <laughs> right? I am bonding. <laughs> exactly. Then you go over to extraterrestrial towers. Like, you guys are going to be test subs. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with these people? <laughs> Everyone needs something. <laughs> you need a train to go to Mars. I don't want to go to Mars. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, okay, so so we go on, we load on our Omni Mover, which is called the XP37 Star Cruiser. I wonder what that means. What is this? Why three seven? I tried to yeah. find. I could not. I could not figure. Maybe it out. they actually just picked random numbers for once, or they, something. They that finally just means, did it. Maybe it's, it's not, not a called, reference. It's not called the A one one two Star yeah. Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. they, they missed. The, they resisted the urge to put a seventy two or yeah, ninety five right? or yeah. something. Yeah, Good on them. Ninety eight. They did it. But uh, yeah, so the ride uh, changed. Now we got these mounted guns. Mounted, I should add. So yeah. you can't pick it up. You're you know it's stuck on the vehicle. And there's a 360 spin joystick, which for you know kids at the time, this was like, wow, this is 
This is exciting. We could spin on the ride. Oh my gosh! Oh, and then, so this creates the same challenge you had with Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, where yeah, you know, a lot of the times these Omni rides, they know where you're looking, so they just put nothing there. But now you can look in any direction, so they have to really build out the space. Yeah. Right. But it's still pretty different because, like Roger Rabbit, it's like a teacup experience. It's about just spinning. Here, it's more about aiming, kind of like you want to be looking at specific things, right, and fighting each other. Like, no, I'm shooting this way. Stop yeah. spinning the thing. Yeah, it was always like, who gets the control? the joystick right. always the oldest well it's a lot of times the person on the left because they would have or the person on the right because they can just use their left hand with it because their right, right, right arm is aiming the gun mm-hmm. so we set a course out for planet z to stop zerg uh the whole point so there's these targets that you're shooting at called the z targets you shoot them you earn points they're scattered throughout you know the whole ride uh you start out in a room with like this rock'em sock'em robot guy uh he has a name his name is the boxobot now, how about that? <laughs> on the other side of that is the Gigantobot. And he's the one with like, that big like saw that's coming down at you. Oh, okay. Very menacing. Yeah, scary yes. stuff. So uh, after we exit there, we finally get the pl- finally get the Planet Z. Took forever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're attacked by the uh, the wildlife and the fauna. There's of, the thing uh, that looks like Audrey 2 from Little Shop of Horrors. Yes, right. And it has that vol- volcano that, you know. Yeah, and there's, there's always one target on that volcano that's always too far. And I'm like, is it worth that's, it? Well, well, you'll see. It is worth it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is very but There's worth also it. a little hidden Easter egg. There's three chickens from the barnstorming scene of Dream Flight that are in this scene. They're painted green. Yes. Now, so they're, they're alien chickens. They're, they're very right, dangerous. Right when you they're go. They're one eye now. You go around like that first bend in a, like the very bottom, like pretty close to you, maybe two feet out. They're right there, two, three feet. So, yeah, you can't miss them. I'm glad there's something of Dream Flight still in there. Right. Yeah. So when you do enter this room and you look in the back left, there's like this like little tower thing that where you eventually go under. And above there's like some spinning targets. Right above that is the window to the uh, the people mover. So if you look, you know, you might be able to catch a glimpse of, you know, the train nice. going by. <clears throat> um, so the next scene. So we leave Planet Z. Well, don't leave it. We get to the next part of it. Uh, we next scene is Zerg's fortress where the batteries are being delivered to Zerg. Uh, Zerg escapes. You know, he sees us coming. We got our little guns. We're after him. We, we, like, get, we get some shots off. Yeah. But he eludes us again. We don't get the kill shot. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Zerg escapes via the escape hatch uh, where we go to the projection tunnel. Escape. So and I think the uh, the escape hatch thing as we, you know, chase after him is the whole the old um oh is that the spinning so this well, is that's, that's the turbine, the turbine. turbine. Yeah. I, see. That's the I never turbine. actually picked it's, up on that it's literally oh I always did it's it's yeah. the same light effect they just put a red gel yeah, well red. Red. okay yeah yeah nice yep so now we're at the projection uh, tunnel where Zerg's you know shooting at us going blast and, and he's, you, you can still get you get points yeah. from shooting yeah. Zerg how do they're, they manage that they're just they're just they just have the targets probably behind like where he stops probably where he stops yeah like like it probably doesn't matter if you shoot where he is yeah I see you're right that makes sense yeah. Yeah, so he's shooting at us, and we're shooting back. And uh, in the next scene, you see the little green men. Uh, apparently, we uh, um, destabilized them or whatever. We shot the ship down, and the green men are like completely it just apart. tearing it apart. Spider and, bot. Yeah, the spider bot. It's called Jim <laughs> Zerg's uh, ship here. Uh, then the next scene is followed with Buzz Lightyear saying thank you. And Zerg stuck did in it. the claw. And he okay. is trapped in that claw and is never getting out. <laughs> and then, then it's the important part where you get, where you tell yes. the other person that you beat them. Yeah, of course. And then you look at the scoreboard uh, to see where you rank. Mike's always a star cadet. And I don't think I've ever gotten Galactic Hero. It's I was going to talk about that at the end, but we'll, uh, we got see. some tips so we can all yeah. get there next time. Really? Because yeah, Galactic Hero, you have to get the max score nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. Right. So like with any game like this, kind of like with Toy Story Mania, there are mm-hmm. certain targets that are 
you know, going to reward you targets, more points. Yes. That's right. And uh, we got them right here. We can tell you. Man, I never even how to be. Yeah, so I was gonna say, like, I don't know why yeah. it's just never occurred to me to figure this right. out. In like, why not? Game we know game. we're gonna. We've do done it. it for Toy Story Mania. Well, Toy Story Mania was like so like there's hidden like sections like yeah like, like it's movie obvious changes. Done, well, it's yeah. very like you need a second person to do well in that. Yes, in this you really don't. You see, you, know? you make sure you're both aiming at the same thing. Then whatever. Right. All right, Chris, tell me where are these okay. where are these secrets? So the very first one is that Rock'em Sock'em Robot guy. He's got his left hand is moving up and down right in the palm. There's a target. That's a hundred thousand for that. Man, just gotta shoot that ten times. You're good. Now, I I would think you could just keep shooting them, right? Like, what is like the reset? There seems to be some kind of a reset thing. I mean, the hardest thing about it is it's always it's hard to aim because it's a swivel gun on a that's mounted, and you can't. It's hard to tell which one of those little lasers is right. yours sometimes. Yeah. This would be a good ride to do, like, honestly, like, first thing in the morning when no one's really, like, going there. Just head there. And you don't have all the other lasers blocking right. your sight. Yeah. yeah. Get that quick glimpse of what yours is. Uh, in the same room, on the other side, the robot with the, the spinning blade. Gigantobot. Right. He has, like, this cloth arm attached to him, and it's coming down. You kind of go under it, and when you look up, there's a target on the bottom of the claw. That gets you 100,000. Jeez. On Planet Z, the volcano that Mike doesn't like, if you shoot the the green goo uh, targets, that's 25k. All right, not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. In the the next room where Zerg is, so you remember like the image of you know Zerg's there. He has that power meter under him. Yeah. So right underneath that is another target that gets you 25,000. Oh my gosh. Yep. <clears throat> or no, is it 100,000? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, it is 100,000. Oh man. So. Not shoot. bad. At yes. All. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. My eye was off there. So when you get to the projector room, like you were saying, uh, where you you shoot Zerg, you know where he stops or whatever. That's twenty five thousand. Not bad. After the room, there's another chance to shoot at Zerg's ship uh, underneath the, the power meter. That's target, but different room. Right. Yeah. And after that, you should be a galactic hero. All right. It really seems so simple. Yeah. There's five targets to remember, and boom. I'm, I'm keeping this in mind next time. That's right. Getting it it's going we'll get, down. We'll get, I'll get What's my pin that? or whatever, my sticker or whatever. I wonder you if get. they. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so after you do the ride, you get off. If you are a galactic hero. They give you a prize at the end. Mm-hmm. It probably, it's, it's probably very, a sticker these days. Yeah, it used to be a pen, you know, a lanyard or something maybe. Now, not much ever changed with this ride, but in 2003 at the end, they did in the build fall. on like a gift shop area the right. outside. That was when they added the on-ride photo too. Yeah. So now the ride takes control away for that final battle against Zerg shipping taken apart. And that's where your picture's taken. I was just going to ask you, do you remember, do you know where it's taken? Yeah, right, right there. there. Okay. They also, um, it's worth pointing out that for a little while in that gift shop, they did reference the the Buzz Lightyear Star Command show. Yeah, the characters. Booster in was in was there. That his name? XR. Booster? Am I making that yeah, up? Booster, Every XR, time. and Princess. Ooh, Princess Blue Hottie. Um, oh, I was about to say it till you distract me with Blue Hottie. <laughs> uh, Get distracted. Smurfette. <laughs> Don't worry about I it. Look, guys. I gotta look it up. Yeah, Every great. time I hear Booster, I just think of Jingle All the Way. Yeah, and nobody well, likes you, Booster. <laughs> well, no, and then XR was voiced by the guy who was um the Dean in the Nutty Professor movies. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I don't watch the show so much because I don't. We never found it on. But that the DVD of like the pilot movie was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. I liked. I liked that a lot actually. But before we get to the other versions of the ride, because there are many, I want to go over some fun facts. Oh, they're just Princess, for WWE. Princess Mira Nova, by the way. Nova. Of Did you have? Was that what you had in the back of your mind? No. Would you have gotten that? I don't know. Probably I don't, not. I don't, I don't think so. So some fun. But facts. Nova, literally just the name of the green, of the blue person from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, there you yes, go. There you go. So interesting tidbits, you know, fun facts about this version of the ride, uh, and a couple other little, you know, versions. But Frank Welker is the voice of Zerg here. 
Frank Welker, he's a famous, uh, he's, you know, yeah. voice of everything. He yeah. was, he's done a lot. Well, he was Eeyore for a while. He was Optimus Prime. Scooby. No, no, he's uh, not Optimus. He was um, um, Megatron. Oh, my mistake. Yeah. I thought he was Optimus. He was Scooby Doo. No, you're thinking, yeah, no, he wasn't Eeyore. You're thinking of Peter Cullen. I got, you know, I yeah. did. I got them both. It's Peter Cullen's Eeyore. Thank you, Ads guy. I almost made a f- darn fool of myself. <laughs> you sure did. That's right. See, and, and I was gentle he, about it. You were. He would have his role as Scooby Doo 2 for that new Scoob movie that came out. Oh, which really? I, yeah, I didn't know. It's pretty neat. Uh, Andrew Stanton was the voice of Zerg in the Disneyland uh, version. He's also the voice in Toy in the Story movie. too. Okay, yeah, you know that's what I was wondering. Yeah, that was before he ever directed his own movie. So, but he was just like heavily involved with the Toy Story. What was Stories. his? Was Finding Nemo his first? Finding one? Nemo was his first one. Okay, and then uh, Wally, and then John oh, Carter, and then so Finding Nemo two. And I don't oh, think John he's, Carter. I think he never he's, saw that. He's one. like he was the one who I think largely became in charge of Pixar. Along with like Pete Doctor, maybe someone else once uh right. what's his face left. Yeah. John Lasseter left in disgrace. In disgrace. Uh the batteries throughout the ride, if you look, they have a made in Glendale uh marking. Kind of cool where uh, WDI is. Oh, okay. Uh so we talked about the the windows uh for the people mover. But yeah, so the hair salon that's there now we do people mover, that was an old window. Uh, okay. I think the other one is just black. Yeah, the one on the left, I think it's just yeah. Yeah, it's just nothing. There. Um, if you do, each, yeah, so yeah, that's pretty much because we talked about a lot yeah, of you get a prize. AJ knows that there was one other like character from uh Dream Fight that seemed to be repurposed, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm not 100% sure, but we mentioned so <clears throat> maybe the rig at least, yeah. So, watching early in, 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 in the uh Dream Flight, when you go through the barn, there's like the pilot who crashed in the barn, he's dangling from like his parachute straps, kind of has like a puppety look where his like elbows are moving up and down. Yeah. There's a little alien about two thirds of the way through Buzz Lightyear. Doing the exact same motion, right? So like, I wonder if it's just like the same rig and they yeah, kind of painted it, it or something. Be. Yeah, because it's it's so it's on the nose when you see them side right. by side. And they like love that. the recycle stuff, so why not? Yeah, you know. right. I don't think it's as much homage in this case as much as it's being practical, A cost saving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's kind of cool. Two for one. So this ride was very successful. Um, I forgot to mention when it was first announced, like you know, pre kind of big internet days. There was a little, you know, community like, oh, we don't want, you know, the Gas. IP rides. People getting mad at the LaughingPlace.com forums. Right. Yes. Especially like an outsider. It's funny to think of Pixar as an outsider. Right. Like, right. oh, and not, this not was even it. an outside this company, first. but an outside animation studio. Right. Because we I mean, had they, Star Tours and Indiana Jones. Like, right. that was fine. Yeah. The Disney did not own them at this time. That was like 2006 right. or mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they so. didn't own Toy Story, though. So it's not like this ridiculous stretch. And I mean, the movie was, the first movie was so popular. Yeah. They right. There was no doubt the sequel was going to be a hit right i mean it, it made a good amount like look i love dream flight maybe far more than most people even you i wrote it more even, than anyone you hey, look, broke the record right that's right hey look i you know sometimes i'm like i can't believe they got rid of journey imagination i they got rid of horizons i'm not like i can't believe they got rid of dream flight <laughs> like i i knew it was it. not gonna ever you be long it. for the world right right so uh, Oh, this, and this, all, this all mirrors uh, Maelstrom pretty well, actually. This like, kind of original right. idea ride, which is kind of largely a commercial for something. In that case, Norway tourism. <laughs> right. Then gets like a character IP and people get furious. Yeah, just louder audience for uh, Norway. Right, more, more, more internet back then. Yep. But I mean, it wasn't like as much of a backlash as like Mr. Toby. No, no, no. God. I'm sure it was just like a group. Uh, yeah. As a kid, I was completely unaware of it. And what I remember is just how ridiculously long the lines were mm-hmm. for really what was like a sea ticket ride. Yeah. But, I mean, they had to extend the queue outside. Yeah, the right. queue would go outside. The queue could get Not over. Not that we're anymore. bashing uh, Mr. Toe. We enjoyed Mr. Right. Toe. Right. But even like, you know, the, the, when fast passengers used to the park, they really had to shoehorn it in there because that queue doesn't have a lot of room. Right. So yeah, that also led the bigger queue. It became outside one, the building. You wanted a fast pass for it because otherwise you were waiting in a long line for you know yeah, basically an omni mover ride. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, it was this in Space Mountain was what you did in uh, Tomorrowland. Yeah, people move her five times in between them for of me. Course, of course, <laughs> of course. So yeah, but this right, I mean, it was a, an immediate success when it first came out. I mean, it was a, like you know, best of both worlds—a movie people loved and in a fun interactive game. Yeah, right. and, well, it appeals to all ages because kids are going to be like, "Oh wow, cool space stuff," and you know, I got it's this like little gun. But like, yeah, I'm, you know, us as teenagers, it was competitive. We got on there, and it was who's going to get the better score. And yeah, it was great fun. I mean, because we were, you know, we're big gamers, obviously, and I think a lot of kids at this point were. So everyone immediately latched onto that game aspect, but it wasn't like such a complicated thing that the adults didn't get it. Ain't right. Shoot, it's like a midway game, basically. Right. Um, so throughout the years, you know, it was so successful, Disney's like, hey, we should probably put this or something like it in all the other theme parks that we have. And boy, did they. Yeah. <laughs> because like everyone got one. Every, I mean, yeah, we'll get there, but just about everyone got one. Uh, in Disneyland, they had Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, so different name. This resides in the original Circle Vision 360 theater. Uh, which was originally the queue for Rocket Rod. Well, so it was originally Circle Vision, Cir- yes, and then it got this. repurposed as the queue for Rocket and then Rod. Sat there weird. for a few years doing yeah. nothing. This is almost this is almost even weirder than you know just taking Dream Flights or anything because this was never supposed to have a Omni Mover ride system right. in it. Yeah, they, they really gutted that whole building. Yeah, gutted it and did what they could. Yeah, so that version opened on March seventeenth, two thousand five. Right, and. Like I don't like this version ultimately more because it's kind of shorter. Because again, they shoehorned it into a Circle Vision theater, but you don't have mounted guns. You have actual. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They had a cord. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty nice. Good. It's this pretty was, nice. This is more like um, Men in Black, right? Which I think I, that influenced this, right? Because Men in Black did kind of come out not too long after uh, uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, and that's to be clear, that's a very good ride. Oh, I very love good it. ride. I like that ride a lot. It is kind of like taking that concept in before Midway Mania e-ticketing it a bit with mm-hmm. like fancier sets, some some uh, more sp- the fun spinning effects. And again, you p- had the pickup guns and like the middle seat person would get the uh, the little cricket yeah. right or whatever. Yeah, the, the practical effect effects of. Uh, uh, Men, Men in Black. Black are just so great, though. And, and the Both part where they, the they have a story reason why you're shooting at the car next to you. Right. right. Plus, you yeah. get you made a pretty cool prize for quote-unquote winning. I mean, it took us, like, decades to finally get to decades. that. How old yeah. are you? I mean. Oh, we won. We got there. We, it took a few long. years. We did it during the 2000s. We did it in the 2010s, I think, was the first time we ever got into that. the suit. I absolutely I, believe he's it. He's right. It did take a I, That's to, decades. To the point where I questioned if there was, like, a win state. Then yeah. one day, like, it was like. Your suit will be ready on Tuesday, and I was like, like "Oh I my god!" Believe it. And then we got flashy thinged anyway, and I was like, "Wait a minute, it's actually a worse, a, a less sensical ending yeah. if you win." But you right. know, you hear about the change they made, right? No. Oh, the big change. Yeah, <laughs> this is a joke. No, no, big change. <laughs> if you if you lose now, instead of getting flash, Will Smith slaps you. <laughs> uh-huh. How did I not see that? How did, right? How did you not? Jeez, I walked into that one. <laughs> yeah, if it's controversial, <laughs> some people call it a slap to the face. <laughs> Yeah. But, um, you know, there is a room. This is actually serious that they're getting rid of Brendan Fraser's bits from the mummy, right? What? They're doing that, that refurbishment of that is ending in a little bit. And apparently the rumor is that his bits were cut. Yeah. Or at and least that, uh, at least like the coffee bit at the end. Like not him completely like being removed from the ride. Well, no, because you, 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 you <laughs> we're going on a tangent. Right. Because um, we never have been in the actual queue for that ride, Chris. There's a whole reason why there he's like demanding coffee. He's like he's been trying to get it all day. He wasn't wearing some protective talisman because he thought it was dumb. And they wouldn't give him the coffee because he wasn't wearing it. Yes, that, so the whole thing. Yeah, they're filming the next Mummy movie. They're on a set, 
And uh, he thinks the, there's a curse there, but you have to wear this medallion. He doesn't believe in yeah. it, and then no one gives him coffee. The guy who's saying, the curse, it's real. He's he's like the guy Brendan Fraser asked for coffee from. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So but, that all got changed. But anyway, that's a bummer that they're going to... Everyone likes Brendan Fraser again. Like, what the heck? Yeah, again. His he, stock's he's never still, been higher. He's still in it. It's just for more story-based reasons. Boo. Not that it really matters. Boo, I said. It's all a rumor right now. We'll see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. We'll see. Anyway, at least they're not getting rid of that ride because it's a great ride. Back to Buzz Lightyear. I miss, I miss King Kong. <laughs> yeah, King Kong is pretty great. All right, so yes, back to Buzz Lightyear. We'll get to Universal stuff again some other so day. So we had the Disneyland Disney version. So yes, that was next. Technically so, before Disneyland. Yes, yeah, this was before. So this was in Tokyo. Again, called Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, Hong April Kong. 15th. Wait, Tokyo? Yeah, Tokyo. Oh, you're right. Sorry, I was on the wrong space. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. April 15th, 2004. Uh, this very much resembles the Walt Disney World, the Walt Disney World version. Uh, it replaced the uh, their version of the Timekeeper. Also going in the circle vision. Okay, interesting. So, so there is like a theme you see here. They all are like replacing. What's that interesting, even even ours, even though it's not in the circle vision, it's in that building, <laughs> right? <Yes. laughs> These things are always circle vision adjacent. Right. Somehow, yeah. Yeah, they figured out that layout. It's like just plop it in the other ones. Uh, so then we get to Hong Kong. There's again, it's called Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. This opened September 12, 2015. Do I have a typo there? That Is seems that right? late. I think 2005, Chris. Yeah. Did you check that yeah. real quick? It's 2005, yeah, it I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that has ahead. to be. Yeah. yeah, so this resembles uh, Walt Disney World's version uh, again. Uh, a cool little fact about this one. The Buzz Lightyear statue at the entrance of this was originally at the Disney Quest Chicago's entrance for the Astro Blasters bumper car. There you go. Right. Yeah. How cool that, is that? That thing went on quite a journey. It sure did. Uh, so this one closed uh, August 31st, 2017 to make way for the Ant-Man and the Wasp Nano Battle, which opened March 31st, 2019. We watched a ride through that tonight for kicks, and uh, it is uh, it looks fun. You know, it's very much in that same yeah. vein. You got a gun, yeah. you're zapping stuff, but Paul Rudd and uh, what's-her-name yeah. are there? E- uh, Eve Kate, Longoria, or not, yeah, Kate from Lost, Lost. So, yeah, Lost, yeah. Evangeline Lily, Evangeline Lily, yeah, Evangeline, Evangeline, yeah. I mean, it's cool. I mean, it is again. We're almost back to if you had wings. There's more almost screen effects than there are uh, animatronics mm-hmm. again, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, like, and that's like fine. I wish they would just have like one animatronic, yeah. like at the end, like, hey, you did it. Yeah, here's your it's score. me, Ant Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> here's a video. Of I Paul mean, he Rudd. wears the helmet, so you can do it, and yeah. not have to make Paul Rudd's face. Like, think, imagine they came up with some kind of cool effect, like with the Jack Skellington turning into the skeleton, Jack Sparrow turning into the skeleton in the Shanghai Disney, and he became yeah. small or something. Uh, something. Yeah. I mean, look, it's I mean, it's clearly not an e ticket. Right, right. right. Uh, it's cool. It's, it, fine. It, it's fine, although uh, it, it's tying in that whole Stark Expo area that they're converting. Is, did they really not do a single? Um, a reference to uh, Adventures Through, not Adventures Through Inner Space. That's the name of the movie. What's the name of the ride they used to have in Disneyland where you also got shrunk down, where Star Tours went? Adventures Through Inner Space. Is that it? Why did I think yeah. that's the name of a movie? That got a reference at the, Star Tours. At the no, at the uh, on the Disney Wish, the new cruise ship. Oh, really? Yeah, really? When um when because uh, uh, Scott Lang and and Hope uh, Van Ryan they um introduced you to the restaurant or something. Yeah, and. The, the, their presentation is called Miracles Through Molecules. Talking about pin particles. <laughs> and that song is playing. But it like transitions into the Avengers theme. Oh, cool. And it's uh, kind of awesome. That's, that's right. Come on, Disney Cruise, let's go. Yeah, right? let's go. But that's it right. is also referenced in Star Tours. Do you know? Do you remember? Yeah, the, uh, the, the what do they call the telescope? The I amazing was, yeah, so electron right. telescope. You see it on the Death Star in one of the oh, scenes right. of yep. uh, 2.0. Nice. Yes, yes. So uh, that was Hong Kong. 
Disneyland Paris got a version called Buzz Lightyear's Laser Blast. This opened uh, April 8th, 2006. Resembles uh, more of the Disneyland version. It replaced the Circle Vision 360 production of the Timekeeper. The Timekeeper. What's cool about this one, though, and you know, I gotta look this one up on YouTube or something. There's an, a Nine Eye figure that can be seen in the ride. That's oh, really? Cool. It's hard to admit. It's you know hard to see. I mean, I'm trying to remember if I went on this. I either didn't or I didn't. It was very similar to. I think no, we did go on. I that's right because I remember the line was kind of interesting the way it kind of wrapped around it's hmm. crazy like these are all open like the like kind of mid 2000s there yeah, they, yeah. they're, they're just, just cranking them out years to get there yeah they had that that layout for the circle vision feed theaters and, well probably once they realized they could fit it into such yeah. a small space like because look at where all, where it went all all yeah after parts. disneyland it's, put yeah, there it's a guaranteed vision. like popular ride in a small space and at this point the circle vision concept was pretty much done yeah. Yeah, uh, like it wasn't Ep- exciting. Anymore. Epcot, Epcot has some hanger-ons there because, like, what are you gonna do <laughs> uh, in Canada? Put a Buzz Lightyear in, yeah. <laughs> Canadian Buzz Lightyear, Chinese Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, <laughs> that'll go over real well. If only they made that original version of Toy Story Three, where he got recalled to China. There you go. Could have done it. I wonder, So, has anybody pitched a Ryan the Last Dragon shooting ride for China? Then? There you go. <laughs> thing. Uh, then the last, well, kind of the last one here uh, in Shanghai Disney. Uh, fairly new, June 16, 2016. They built one here. It's called Buzz Lightyear Planet Rescue. This one really went all in in that opening uh, Toy Story 2. Yeah, scene. like it's pretty much just straight from. It even has that awesome music score from the music score. It's got like that that crushing wall that attacks him. All the enemies are the uh, those robots that he shoots right. with the crystals. It's kind of a problem with it because it's like a lot of just those it's enemies. Like, they're yeah. all the same. Yeah. It's, it's it kind looks of fun, but a little yeah. Lack it's not as connect again. That. Like most of the motion is from screen stuff, mm-hmm. right? And also, Which, it, it has a problem. A lot of like some rides do, especially like when they're transplant rides. It just kind of ends. Yeah, there, this one, yeah, definitely. Now, again, not an e-ticket, and there's plenty of e-tickets in Shanghai Disneyland, so. Right. Now, the final one I want to bring up, which the best we, one. we were fun. The, the best one. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. Uh, Buzz Light again, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. Singular. Singular. And one word. Yeah. That's right. In Disney Quest in uh, Disney World. This is the first Astro Blaster, actually. The yeah. other Astro Blaster. They love that name so They were like, much. that's better than Space Ranger Spin, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can't forget that one. It opened June 19th, 1998. It was part of the replay zone, and we've taught we had a pretty big Disney Quest episode. Yes, uh-huh. which uh, one of our one of my favorites still, so check that out. But, but yeah, it, it's essentially bumper cars, but you're running over dodgeballs and shooting them out of a cannon. Yes. Cars. Which was usually me and Mike versus AJ. Yeah, I had to <laughs> do it all by myself. A little 2v1. This, and th- there was one in Chicago also we talked about, right, too, but yeah, right. we, we did the one in, in Orlando, and it was in the uh, the replay zone. So the whole queue was surrounded by classic arcade machines. So we, would ha- we had a system where like one of us would wait in line and the other two would get to play games for a bit. And then you would kind of come back We'd and rotate. Because right. there would be a line for this. Oh, mean, yeah. the, the capacity wasn't great. Right. Yeah, hence why. bumper cars. So it's like, all right, get a bunch Especially of Especially when the, when the uh, games were free. It was pretty nice to do that. Yeah. yeah play but- some Tron. Play some... Uh- so Galaxian, right? So that that so that version closed with Disney Quest on July second, yep. two thousand. It was torn down, darn, gone, darn it. But so 
this ride is in every every everyone everyone except for Hong Kong there, now. But is yeah. there any yeah, there was other, a version in every right. Which, yeah, to add to that, everyone is still open except for the Ant Man mm-hmm. one, and they're all slightly different in some way or majorly different. Yeah. In is other there cases. any other the, ride you can think of that is in every the closest single is, is like, Haunted Mansion? Haunted Mansion. I mean, Pirates also, but there's like there's different versions of Pirates, but each park has Big Thunder. A What's, Pirates? No, not even Big Thunder. Really, that's not mm-hmm. in Shanghai. That's not, it's not even yeah. That's not in Shanghai. Uh, but I mean the fact again, like I'm talking like major staples, Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Haunted Mansion, yeah. Haunted Mansion, not, so many different nothing, names. Of nothing versions. from this like more modern era. No, definitely right. not. And even Haunted's, a, I mean, is that kind of a stretch <laughs> because of uh, we have Phantom, uh, Manor, Phantom Manor, Manor, which is kind of somewhere. Then you have like well, you yeah. didn't laugh at my stretch joke. I got it. I, okay, it went over my head. How dare you? I'm sorry, <laughs> my, my head must have been in my hot box. <laughs> Played by Jared Leto. Oh good, oh, God! <laughs> they always say he's going to be a movie. He's, not. he's supposed to be in the Tron. He's movie. supposed to be in Tron Three or something. That's never going to happen. Let's yeah. See. So, so Buzz Lightyear, High Mansion, and uh, Pirates. That might be. These are like the three most prolific, 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 fun. prolific. The, the, it's just a slam dunk ride. Even if you don't like Buzz that much, it's like yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's always it. like worth. There was like a period there in like the 2000s where maybe the line was a bit long for what it was at that point. But I mean, this ride's going to be 25 years soon. That's a pretty long run for a ride anymore. And you kind of get to the point where once you're that old, you wonder if it's just going to be around forever. Right. Well, it almost maybe wasn't. Uh, yeah. If Lightyear would have done well, of course. I mean, of course, there's rumors like, hey, yeah, there's, you know, they're going to retheme this to the new Lightyear movie. Yeah. Which maybe were true. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it just didn't do that good. Yeah. I liked it, out. too. I liked it. I look yeah. very forward to seeing it when it comes to Disney Plus. Like a lot I of people are doing that. Well, maybe. We, we wanted to go. We just couldn't find a weekend to get away for two months. Yeah, right. Parenting it's, problems. Well, especially but, uh, during the summer. It's I do wonder if because, you know, like, like everyone's like, oh, it didn't do well because of this or that. But it's right. like, yeah, no one talked about Encanto until it came to Disney Plus. Yeah. I think people don't. We'll see. Don't but the, the, kids the problem is, like, this yeah. Encanto is like a, like a song can kind of like become a big thing and pe- it becomes a big talking point. Yeah. It, again, it's like we won't know if it's a hit on Disney Plus unless like Disney tells us. And they don't really, they're not usually yeah, like they big streaming numbers. numbers on Disney Plus. It's hard to tell sometimes. Yeah, right. the platform really does that. Yeah, platform, yeah, that's the weird thing with these streaming services so, so yeah, it's pr- it's pretty amazing to think that this ride that has influence all over the world started as this little tiny throw together omni movie right ride. and like as much as it always changed it was still that that track it was that layout this entire time and it's like it, it is still there you're still if you close your eyes and like played the old soundtrack maybe you could imagine you're on if you had hey you that, that'd to. be kind of fun to do put on my uh my headphones. headphones there you and, go Play the soundtrack. Had wings, had wings, had wings. I think it does go to show. You know, a lot of people will complain like when Disney doesn't give something the budget they think it deserves or anything. That can be overcome, and it's not like I'm trying to say the Imagineers aren't as good as they used to be. But like, there's ways to circumvent that, right? And it's and sometimes it works. And sometimes it doesn't. And you know, more often than I think it doesn't because it is a challenge. But this is one of those times where they really just kind of. You know, caught lightning in a bottle, and it just came yeah. together perfectly. Well, one thing we didn't talk about too much that I do like a lot is the soundtrack for this ride, which uses like a lot of like spacey like sounds, like almost like old timey fifty movies. Like it's the um, what's that yeah, called? What is that? Oh. The, um, the vibraphone? No, crud. yeah, but he's, it's doing that to make to do renditions of the songs from Toy Story One, like uh, Strange Things Are Happening to Me. Is that the one you put your like you you like you, cancel out the waveforms with your hand? Yeah, right? yeah. What the? Hell? Well, don't worry about it. You always get so caught up. Uh, I'm sorry. No, this one's really going to bother me. <laughs> no one cares. Sheldon uses it in Big Bang Theory. I remember that. 
Yeah, somebody used it in that game I was playing for our Game Mess Game Club, actually, the uh, the Kentucky Route Zero uh, the extended sequence where somebody yes, played yes. one of them. Yeah, but this, like, you hear the soundtrack, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm in Toy Story. Like, it just, in, like, old-timey, like, yeah, it's great. You yeah. feel like you're in uh, Pizza Planet or whatever. It's fun. There, there, there is a pizza planet kind of in Disneyland. It's like, again, kind of half, half baked. <laughs> Theremin. Thank you. Theremin. Wow. I'm great. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> now they know. Yeah, now also, the have, also know. have. There's also a pizza planet of some kind in Disneyland's Paris. Uh, not Tomorrowland. Discoveryland. All right. Well, we did it. We it buzzed that year. Done. Uh huh. All right That's then. Fun. It was a good one. Oh, AJ, yours is next. What are we gonna do? You forgot. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I was like looking at you, like throw me something. I have it. We're gonna we're gonna stick to spacey planets. Oh, there you go. There, see, that's the forget connection. about Planet Z. No, we're going to Planet Hollywood. Oh. Back to the west side. Yes, we're going back to downtown Disney and Sorry, Pleasure Eastern. Island on the west side, and we are <laughs> going to explore what was. Probably in hindsight a very mediocre restaurant, but it was so we cool. We loved it. It was that, so fun. That's the crunch chicken fingers. What are you talking about? That, oh that man, one. right. So yeah, so we're gonna I'm gonna dive in the history of you know, we'll touch on Planet Hollywood, the, the the company, how it came together, and then the very unique building that they had in downtown Disney yes, and where still there today. So uh, look maybe forward to that. Maybe too we'll try and do our our potluck point five episode. You just want to make the cat the crutch chicken. Yeah, I here. said that. Now I'm like, ooh, wait, you just gave it away. Oh well, come on. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I want to give the audience some credit here. <laughs> uh, well, that'll be fun. I'm looking yes. forward. Yeah, I have a lot of fun memories of that place actually. Part of me is always tempted to go to the new one, but. You're in Disney Springs now, and there's so many good restaurants. They have a little, like, outside bar. You can get one yeah, of those. Yeah, the chicken guy. Yeah, the Starlight Lounge or something like that. Stargazer mm-hmm. Lounge. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, but, well, we'll get into all that. But, yeah, so uh, look forward to that, and make sure that you check out last month's episode on the Discovery River Boats, well, where 60% of you do, in fact, miss these boats. There you go, Adger. I told you. Maybe maybe they're just being sympathetic towards Now, them. there's a difference between missing the boats and missing the ride itself. <laughs> well, hand in hand. True. Just, like the, just like how we celebrate the future. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah, make sure you go to 90sdisney.com, 90sdisney.com, where you can subscribe to past, present, and future episodes of the show on the podcast service of your choice. And again, if you want your email right on the show, you can email us at 90sdisneypodcast at gmail.com. I need to uns- you, you subscribe to some podcast service thing and it clogs the inbox. I need to hide. Oh, really? What? Oh, Podchaser? Or Startable or Podchaser, yes. Yeah, I got to get rid of those. Nah, anyway. You'll be fine. Um, but yes. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on 90s Disney. Bye-bye. Bye. If you had wings, had, had wings, had wings. 90s Disney wings. welcomes you back from your dream flight. <laughs> the most wonderful flight of <laughs> your life.